mentions in Canada that's jaw-dropping in its continuity and depth. And it's clearly the case that Canadians haven't woken up to that yet, although perhaps they're starting to. And a huge part of that is this appalling and unconscionable media collusion. And so now we see something similar happening in Europe, particularly in the Netherlands. And we should let everyone know, and you have to listen to this. This is so important. You know, the Netherlands is the world's second biggest exporter of agricultural products. This little tiny postage stamp of a country that was scraped out of the ocean has managed to put itself together so that it can not only feed itself, but so that it's a major agricultural supplier worldwide. It's a phenomenal accomplishment. We should be so happy with the Dutch farmers that we can hardly stand ourselves. And instead, the courts in particular have mandated that the farmers be scuttled and the government, their own government, has basically come out right out and said, well, because you guys pollute so much, um, we have to crack down on you as well as reducing the speed limits of our cars, which is another appalling move. And we, we are, we're sorry, but a lot of you are going to have to go out of business. But, you know, that's to make an omelet, a few eggs have to be broken. And as the president of Greenpeace in the Netherlands said recently, well, we know we're not going to combat climate change, the climate change emergency, without inconveniencing a few people. And now there's, what, 40,000 truckers in the Netherlands who are up in arms, and I believe 100,000 people have protested in Spain, and this is spreading into Germany and into the fishermen in the Netherlands as well, who are also being pressured by these utopian types. And so how do you tie that into what happened in Canada and the U.S., and, and what do you think's going on? Well, it's all part of a, this larger uh, World Economic Forum attacks on us, of course. And, and uh, by the way, I lived in Europe for six years. Ich spreche Deutsch. Ich habe in Deutschland vier Jahre gewohnt. I lived vier, four years in Germany. I lived two years in Poland. Uh, and I've been all over Europe, right? Uh, but mostly not recently. Uh, mostly I've been in Asia recently and, and other places. And so, uh, but yeah, it's clear that, for instance, uh, when I was recently in Mexico uh, following the, the, the migrants, uh, just streaming across. In May alone, we had about 310,000 illegally crossed into the United States in one month. And so, how many? 310,000. Three, uh, roughly 310,000 known uh, crossed yeah. just in May, right? And so, oh, yeah. uh, and, and I'm not sure what that number is this last month. I've tried, I don't know the number yet, but uh, but the bottom line is it's, it's increasing at a, at, a, at a very high rate. And this human osmotic pressure, I call it HOP human osmotic pressure, the push and pull of migration is greatly fueled by one, information campaigns, which I've seen in Colombia, for instance, on CNN, encouraging people to go north. Uh, and, uh, and also, uh, obviously, another thing that causes hop is war, famine, uh, pandemic, uh, and also the economic uh, negative pressure, which would draw you into another place, right? So there's the mm -hmm. positive pressure that pushes you out and the negative pressure that pushes you in, pulls you in. And this is really uh, dramatically expanding. You can see this all uh, also in, in Europe. As you know, big, uh, uh, they're being overwhelmed with hungry mouths, actually, as we go into a global famine, which I've been warning about. Yeah, okay, so, okay, so let's months. talk about, okay, let's talk about this global famine, man, because I, I see that coming in in the fall in a big way. And so my sense is, well, partly because of the Ukraine conflict and the fact that we're wiping out a big chunk of the world's wheat supply and fertilizer supply, that we're gonna be putting about 150 million people under intense food pressure, really starting this fall. 